let us delve into our first question. Uh, the first question that was asked was, uh, where is hell? Where is hell? And it's a very simple question, but with a surprisingly complicated answer. Uh, first of all, I think we should understand that all of us are somewhat trained by our culture to believe that hell is a place where bad people go and it's hot and dark and that's the place that Satan is kind of in control of. He's like the boss of hell and if you go to hell you become his slave or something like that. Uh, and, and that's just not a very full biblical picture of what hell is. And so um, here is what hell is in the Bible. When we come to the Old Testament, we find the word for hell that's often translated hell as Sheol. And Sheol is also translated as pit or grave, but in the King James Bible, it is most often translated the word hell. However, it's important for us to understand that the word grave is a legitimate translation for this word at times. And the word pit is a legitimate translation for this word at times. And so what I'm saying is, a lot of times what we need to do is we need to go to the context and see if by what the author is saying and what he's getting at and what he's comparing hell to, to understand what Sheol should really be in, this, in, this, in each individual circumstance. And we might not always know for sure. And that's okay. Right? So Sheol in the Old Testament. New Testament, there are two words that are translated hell. The first one is Hades, literally means unseen. And the second one is Gehenna, and it literally means the Valley of Hinnom. And so... Gehenna refers to an eternal state of punishment for the wicked. I think it occurs 11 times in the New Testament. And every time, it's, it's very clear that we're talking about a, a place of punishment for the wicked. Hades is more similar to Sheol, and both of those, even if they're referring to the grave, it is still a, a temporary abode of the dead before the judgment. So judgment is still coming for both groups of people. If they've gone to the grave, it doesn't mean that they're in the grave forever or even that their souls are necessarily in the grave. A lot of times it's just, it's just speaking about where our bodies go. Our bodies go to Sheol, right? And so that's when it would be translated grave. But in each case, it doesn't mean that the people are in the grave forever. There is still a judgment that is coming. So the question is, where is hell? Not what is hell? So it's, I think it's important for us to understand that hell in the Bible um, is a place of eternal judgment. Where is it located? Well, there's a couple theories about that. The first theory is that hell is in the center of the earth. And the reason being for this theory is that there's many verses that seem to indicate hell being below us or hell being downward. And so I'll give you a couple examples. Psalm 86, chapter 13. It says, For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. So it's going down. Uh, Proverbs 15, 24. The way of life is above to the wise, that he may depart from hell beneath. Okay, so it's constantly painting this picture of upward is heaven, downward is hell. Uh, Amos 9, 2. Though they dig into hell... Then shall mine hand take them, though they climb up to heaven, thence will I bring them down. And again, that's the picture of climbing, climbing up, digging down. Um, Psalm 139, verse 8. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. 
And so in each of these cases, and there's many, many other verses we could look at that would, that would say similar things, each of these cases, we need to ask a couple questions. First of all, is the author speaking about the grave or about a place of torment? Was he just referring to somebody dying and going to the grave, or is he referring to the place that they're going to go beyond the grave? Because technically, uh, Christians and non-Christians alike, uh, those who have faith in God and not faith in God, will all go to the grave in one way or another. Just for Christians, it's not a permanent situation. And for non-Christians, it doesn't mean that their soul is staying in the grave. And so... Um, we, we have to know if the author is speaking about, about a place of torment, about hell, the way we think of it, or if he's speaking just about a pit or just the grave. The second question, probably more important, is the author concerned with the physical location of hell, or are his words an attempt to stress the difficulty and the torment of hell? And I think that's an important question, because a lot of times when we say up and down, we do mean up and down. But sometimes we mean north and south. Sometimes we're just, when we're talking about going somewhere positive, it's we're going upwards, we're going forwards. And sometimes we're speaking about some negative things, we're going backwards or downwards. And so we've got to understand, is the author trying to just illustrate the fact that hell is beneath, it is low, it is down, it is negative, it is punishment, and that heaven is, is up? Because if you really think about it, is heaven up? I mean, the sky is up. But is, is heaven, I mean, we don't really think of, heaven is not just like, oh, well, if you get past Mars, you get to heaven, right? Heaven is out of this universe. Heaven is where God lives. We don't, we don't really have a specific place where we say, yes, this is exactly the planet that God lives on and we're going to be at someday. And so heaven being up and the contrast to hell being down, it doesn't necessarily be referring to a physical location. It can be referring to just uh, a negative attribute of hell, or just trying to make hell seem poor. Also, the grave is down. So digging down would, could refer to the grave. And so um, that is the first, the first theory is that hell is in the center of the earth. The second theory is that hell is in a black hole. And I just bring this up because black holes do have incredible heat and they're impossible to return from. And in 1979... Disney made a film called The Black Hole, and in this movie, hell was presented this way, that hell was in through a black hole, and there there was heat and punishment and, and all of the other things that goes along with hell. Um, it's kind of weird that Disney made a movie like that. I don't think they'd do something like that today, um, but that is another theory. There, there aren't a whole lot of other theories other than just that Hell is a place of punishment, and we don't, we don't necessarily know where the soul goes. We just know that it's not good to go there. My personal opinion is that I don't know for sure, and I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters exactly that we know the physical location of hell. Uh, I'm much more concerned with the description of hell and the real eternal pain that it is described, that, it des- that describes it. Uh, I think it's a lot more important for us not to focus our attention on where is it, but what is it, who goes there, and how can we not go there, and how can we ensure that our friends and loved ones and neighbors not go there, or what is our part in it. And so, in Mark chapter 9, verses 42 to 44, Jesus said, and whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, 
It is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were cast into the sea. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And we could go on because Jesus spoke quite often about hell. And he warned quite often about hell. And it was a very loving thing for him to do that. Hell is not this place where there's a party and all the fun people will be there. Hell is not a party, right? Hell is not this scene where, like, you get to go, I want to go to hell because that's where my friends are. Hell is described as a very painful, painful place. Now, some people argue, well, is the fire a very literal thing? Are the worms literal things, or are they just figures of speech to try and help us understand? And and for me, it's like, do I want real fire and worms, or do I want an author to not have the words that are strong enough to describe it, and so instead to just use fire and worms? I feel like the real thing might be better than what's worse that can't be described, right? And so it's, it's not a place to joke about. Um, there shouldn't be Christians that are happy that, go, that people go there. And as much as we have a duty to speak about hell and to warn about hell and to, to believe in the truth that Christ presented about it, um, it's not something we glory in. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, It says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Verse 14 says, and death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Those are very serious verses. I don't know exactly where hell is now. I don't know where the lake of fire is going to be, um, but I know it says that they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. And that's a scary thought. And so, first question might be a bust. Where is hell? I don't know. But I think it's important for us to understand the reality of hell and that Christ contrasted eternal life with eternal punishment. And so this idea of hell just being, being annihilated forever, not existing, ceasing to exist... I think Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, um, talks about a place of shame uh, and a place of difficulty compared to a place of joy. And so when we look to Scripture, we see these contrasts. It does not, there's not a lot of hope that people are being annihilated. It seems like this is an eternal place of conscious punishment.